0: Welcome to Rod Podcast. This is the month of September, and in September there's World Suicide Day and Recovery Month. Um, some statistics real quick. Um, the United States has increased uh, the rate of suicide since 2000, 2018 by 37%. However, um, that number fluctuates, but the number, you know, it's very monumental. It doesn't, but it hasn't consistently decreased. Um, some of the countries that are having the hardest time, the high suicide rates include South Korea, and I'm actually half South Korean, so this this number does um, is concerning. But as we pay tribute and we're thinking about the idea of one more day more, we're, we're remembering that each life matters. It's not just a number. So in that context, I always like to bring in new insight, bring in new guests, and I have a new guest today. Her name is Karis. I just want to say thank you for coming on, sharing your insights, sharing. Um, just, you know, being part of the conversation. Thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Just a short disclaimer. If you are in the States, 988 is the suicide crisis lifeline. But wherever you are in the world, I do encourage you to find what resources work. I don't like reinventing the wheel. So if there's a group, there's people that you are comfortable with. The biggest thing I always say working in the mental health field is if you can't say, I need help then try to find an environment where you can say that ask that question so thank you i always segue why having um bringing up quotes this month i think about robin williams you know obviously he passed several years ago but he had this quote he says i used to think the worst thing in life was to end up alone it's not the worst thing in life is to end up with people who make me make me feel make you feel alone what comes to mind when you hear this quote
1: yeah so it's 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 interesting because I was just having a conversation with a friend a couple days ago, and she told me that um when she feels most alone is when she's in like larger groups you know mm. where' just kind of feeling a lot of loneliness and not only groups where she doesn't know people but groups where she does know people and so I was just kind of thinking about that and You know, I think that that probably is a common experience for a lot of people um, Mm -hmm. just feeling like unknown in those circumstances, because I think a lot of it is we just um, we we want that intimate connection and Mm -hmm. it's that doesn't happen a lot in in large groups, even sometimes in smaller groups Mm -hmm. when we don't feel like we can be vulnerable or be ourselves. And the other thing that came to mind when I when I read or when I heard that quote is um, a song that came out a couple of years ago. Which says truth is called "Truth Be Told," and mm-hmm. it t- just talks about how you know a lot of times we say we're fine um, mm-hmm. when people ask, even though we're really not. You know, mm-hmm. because that's what we expect you know, people want to hear, right? They don't want yeah. to hear my problems. They don't hear my troubles. Like, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though inside, you know, there's probably a lot of hard things going on, at which even kind of um, makes that, that gap, I think, mm. larger and more of a feelings of isolation. And like, I have to put up this face to say I'm okay, even though I'm not. And I think we've
0: all been there. Um, so. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, that brings up um, the idea. Is it more important to appear that you're doing well or actually doing well. <laughs> a lot of times when I'm working with clients, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one because we're, we don't, you know, we are very much superficial in our conversations. We could be around a lot of people. Like, how's the weather? Oh, it's great. It's great. Everything's great. To me, greats, so, you know, nothing's never really substance. You say a lot, but not really say anything at all. You you probably <laughs> have those conversations. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's barrier, you know. I, I don't want to tell either because I don't want to be a burden to the other person, or maybe I don't trust. There's there's a there's something there, um, and I do feel that Robin Williams touches upon it because I don't think proximity is always the thing. I, you could be around a lot of people and mm-hmm. feel worse, you know. Yep. And I feel sometimes, uh, just verbiage-wise, it's not always bad to be alone. You know, sometimes it's good to kind of have those times by yourself to reflect. But there's something about loneliness that can be can be insidious of how we view our value, how we view ourselves, and how we, you know, how we proceed forward. I think it's just a verbiage thing, but word-wise. Um, some people are introverts. I know I'm kind of mixed. I don't know about you. <laughs> For me, mm-hmm. I find that I can be a social butterfly, but I get exhausted very quickly. So it's just like that mixed baggage. Um, um, but oh, uh, in that sense, I think environment plays a huge part, especially when we're thinking about this month paying tribute to those who are struggling, the families attached to those who are struggling, those who who have lost someone through. Um, com- of someone completing suicide. I know myself being touched by that. I just, uh, what are your thoughts? What When you think about environment, what what comes to mind to you and what do you think has worked or have you seen yourself personally or what you've seen around you that has been helpful in gaining stability in the environment?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think a huge thing, like you said, is, is trust and safety, right? I think In order to be vulnerable, you have to feel like you're in a relationship that where there's honesty and trust and, um, and you're in a, you know, and safety also. Mm. Um, and, and then also being in a place where you can really be who you are, right? I think there's a lot of times for me, you know, I've, I've, I think I've been in, seasons where I've, I've felt so broken. It's almost Mm. like, I don't, I don't want to admit it to myself. Mm. (laughs) You know, it's hard. It's hard because when the words come out of your mouth and it just, it becomes more real. And so being in a place and where that can feel like, like you're sharing that with someone else, um, Mm. in, and they're taking some of that, right. There's take, so when, when you share something that's really hard, the person who's on the receiving end isn't going to wait in a way is going to take some of that burden right it's gonna yeah. share that burden and so I think that's huge right how how that is handled the first couple mm-hmm. times when you become really vulnerable is gonna kind of set up a, a mm-hmm. tone for how mm-hmm. you can expect in the in the future and so but but I think also like um, if if you're with the wrong person, because I think there's there's people who may not be the right, <laughs> right people to share your pain with. And mm. then you have to realize, okay, this is not this is not me. I, I can I can still open up, but maybe choose someone else, maybe choose a different environment, choose a different group, choose a different individual. And also just knowing yourself. Like you said, some people are more extroverted, maybe group settings are better for them. Some people are mm. more introverted. More um, and also in my life, I have really learned how to. I'm a Christian, so I I, I relate to God. I pour out my heart to Him. The Psalms mm. are a great tool, I think, of expressing yeah. um, hardship and difficulty when you don't always have the words. And so, um, yeah, that's those are some of my thoughts.
0: Yeah, and you know, um, I'm glad that you mentioned you know. Uh, even though revive ministry doesn't proselytize i do encourage you know the um me myself i'm a christian but i i think when it comes to um for me i wasn't always a christian what really brought to me it was the uh, that everything changes whether you like it or not and mm-hmm. the one thing i liked about you know faith and something bigger than myself it doesn't change it's mm-hmm. kind of reassuring especially when you're you're in the valley versus and you're <laughs> just like just just one more day, as opposed to like like this um, this month is suggesting. Because sometimes a one just ha- just surviving one day can do a lot, and that's mm-hmm. basically um, you know things peak at times. And do also like what you you also mentioned that um, of you know when when you're when you're you know it's different. You know when it, in, when you think about environment, but I think the hardest thing that I had to realize personally and this is just my own context it's not everyone's going to understand. So the expectation mm-hmm. levels has to be there. So um, when I have a friend or I'm sharing with a friend or I'm sharing with my wife, even my wife or even people who are very close to me, I know they won't completely understand what I'm going through and that's okay. Um, I think the environment is not for them to really, at least for me, to completely understand, but just to be there. So I could be like, hey, I'm not doing well. You're not going to understand why I'm not doing well. In some ways, it'll annoy me if you think you know how I'm doing or how well or not well I'm doing. But I'm, I know that you're there. You're going to be there. If I if um, some things, some of the tangible like things we don't think about, like a lot of things that happens when you're grieving or you're struggling is you forget yourself, um, <laughs> you forget everything else. So your your friend being like, I don't know what to deal or what to do, but here's some food go you know, <laughs> or like or something very tangible very easy or hey you're not having a good day i'm not i'm not an expert i'm not very familiar especially our parents you know generation above us then they had not have to deal with a lot of this stuff or was familiar so having a little grace to them mm-hmm. <laughs> i try to do because uh it's kind of my mom's south korean like i mentioned and my dad's spanish so it's like two cultures from different parts of the world Being understanding your context, I say this to myself and my those who I work with and help. Sometimes is personalize your care, who Mm -hmm. what's going on with you, but don't let external things personalize you. So, like a lot of times, things happen. DMVs, you go try to get care or whatever. It doesn't work out. Nurses don't call you back. It's not inherently that they're out to get you. It's you know, it's it's so i I've learned at least for me navigating through that is not to take those things externally personal, but your care if it's not working, if the medicine's not working, if the treatment's not working, mm-hmm. take that personal and find something a little bit better, and the environment can provide that an African proverb um I like a lot. And I think a lot of people, at least nowadays, should read this, is if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. We're not islands. This kind of promotes the idea that we kind of want to race through. Um, but what are your thoughts when you hear this proverb, African proverb, and anything mm-hmm. else that you want to share?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting that you brought up culture because... I think in the United States, at least, um, we are very, um, individualistic. Like we were very, we kind of like to do our own thing and have control Mm -hmm. and, um, be very private in our lives Mm -hmm. and keep everything to ourselves versus doing things more as a community or a neighborhood or like extended family. You know, I think a lot of other cultures are much more like that where they're, they more see it as a group or a family or a tribe or you know just Mm -hmm. so there's more of a a feeling of belonging that can come with other cultures i've lived overseas some and i've experienced that and think that's very powerful and i think that's something that um living in the united states is it can it can be hard in some ways because we don't naturally have that unless you try to create it which mm. in my experience i have found a lot of resistance because people like their privacy mm-hmm. they like to be in their own house they like to mm-hmm. you know they don't like people <laughs> they don't like yeah. people shooting on them even like when we we try to have all of our neighbors over for dinner and like you know just kind of and sometimes they're like why why do you want us to have over you know why do you want to have us over for dinner i'm like mm. well because we're trying to, you know, build community, we're trying to you know, yeah, be yeah. each other's lives. And um, so I just, yeah, I think there's so much value in having, because we all go through difficult times, different, mm-hmm. difficult things, even if it's not the same thing, there's so much value in having um, this, the stability of being a part of something. And, mm-hmm and having different gifts, different talents, different, you know, we all are so different the way that we are built and made our personalities, our gifts. And so being able to kind of draw on each other's strengths mm-hmm. and like help each other out and their, our weaknesses is just so beautiful. And it's something I think we miss out on if we, um, are just, just keep it, everything to ourselves.
0: I, I totally agree, and I feel it, it's a missed opportunity because you know it's easy to agree with the people who think like you, speak like you, talk like you, agree <laughs> with you. Um, a lot of times we don't want to be around the people too much who don't think or speak. But you learn a lot, you know. Community, you, uh, what I learned, especially being a church leader, is that it's very complicated when it comes to people in general. Does not even the church looks? Um, um, very close and you have someone maybe struggling with cancer, a family member who's just beat cancer or is in re- remission as a leader I was also remember the other person who just lost a person with cancer in the same congregation we're saying hallelujah, amen, all this stuff and another person's on the side if no one talks to them or mm-hmm. anything, it does feel that good news, someone's good news maybe someone's bad news so mm-hmm. like navigating through that not you know people like oh that's a lot well it is a lot communication is hard if you really think about it when someone's born deaf or or can't speak or have these limitations and uh what's one of the first things they kind of address how do they communicate we have Mm -hmm. braille we have all these things that we do to kind of mitigate so that that person has still ways to communicate with their parents with the world around them so i find it kind of you know as we have sensory overload with our computers and tablets (laughs) and uh we kind of uh, it's kind of comical but almost a little bit depressing in some ways that we just have a lax approach about it you know we can't afford to um put ourselves out there it's going to be uncomfortable but i think Mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable sometimes that's okay it's it's probably gonna be expected that some conversations won't be super comfortable. Um, I, I do believe with COVID it kinda pushed pause on everything and a lot of people were kind of subject got used to the uh you know, delivery person used to knock at the door and you open yeah. it and you get it. Now I, I'll admit it, I'm like contactless, just just leave it out there. I'm like wow. But at the same time I was thinking of the idea of you know what this African proverb says. My wife has this untranslatable words book. And I love it. It's from one of them is on Ubuntu. I'm probably I apologize to South Africans listening to me. But it says, I find my worth in you and you find my worth in me. You know, you don't have to. You can value someone who doesn't agree with you. You can value someone who may not see eye to eye. You just understand that we are all in this human condition that we do. <laughs> We're constantly changing. We don't have all the answers. We're not awesome sauce. And sometimes we're, uh, but I think that kind of balanced has um, has a lot of potential to kind of communicate and build these more uh, stable environments around you because the expectation levels are a little bit more clearer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on all this?
1: Yeah, communication uh, is. Just to, just to touch on that, I think it's it's so important, and I think we have really lost the art of being able to have different opinions and yet still relate and be okay with that. You know, I think I've, I've seen so much division, especially in the last probably like five years, you know, just um, political or, you know, just a lot of different issues, you know, that mm. just all of a sudden drive a wedge and mm. and then they can't even, people can't even relate anymore because that becomes too important versus just saying, okay, well, it's okay for us to have different, like you said, it's okay to mm. have different perspectives, different mm. opinions, like that's fine, right? We're not gonna mm. all think alike. Um, and then there is, yeah, there's just, there's so much value in um, you know, God created us to be relational beings, to be um, in community. And, and I think, you know, being able, when we're, when we're able to look outside of our, at least what I found in my experience, like when I'm able to, if you, if, even if you're like in struggling with whatever it is, you know, and it can become very um, absorbed, you know, you can become so absorbed or focused on that issue when somebody else steps in, it it there's such a freedom and a joy to be able to focus on someone else and mm. to bring to bring them into your issue, or whatever. But then also to realize that you also have something to offer. You know, you we all have. I'm just amazed sometimes. Like just for example, like when I go to the grocery store, there's some like people who you know are checking out who. Or like the cash you know, the cash register person mm-hmm. is just so full of life, full of joy, mm-hmm. you know, just like makes comments and like changes your whole day. And you're like, I didn't no, know yeah. that person, you know, mm-hmm. but they're just yeah. you can just tell they're just like life giving people. And so every single one of our interactions with our fellow human beings, whether we know them well or not, it's amazing that we have the power within us to like do something to their day right is that going to be good or bad you know we have the choice but it's just yeah we we all affect each other and yeah. um it's it's just something to be so so good to be aware of
0: yeah and you bring up a good point because a lot of times you know people are busy you know we're always so busy you know oh, how mm-hmm. are you doing it's all solar okay oh i'm busy and I, i'm not minimizing that but uh, some people are like well oh, i want to help well you just mentioned being kind words matter like if you go out and you're just kind to someone you don't know how much that will impact them because you don't know mm-hmm. what they're doing you could just say hey how are you doing or you could say, you could just hold the door open you could just be there you know a lot of times um we're just you know we never have enough time time is a <laughs> kind of subjective thing we either have too much of it or not enough of it and it's it's we're never really um satisfied and you know, when we're looking at um, life, I, I kind of I like the idea that we're always kind of incomplete, and that sounds weird to say, but it's a constant. If we're okay with that, then the the fact that we'll have issues or we have problems that we have to work through is not surprising. You know, this enoughness this uh, can be. I guess kind of crippling to, for those who like only if i get this only if mm-hmm. i get this job this title um i you know you mentioned that cash register who was just full of life you know it reminds me of martin luther king saying whatever you do if you're a sweeper be the best sweeper and mm-hmm. like just do you like at the and i feel mm-hmm. a lot of times um we being honest is scary out there the world is scary when it comes to the uncertainty um but you know i long same quote from martin luther king you don't have to see the full staircase to take the first step so really sometimes it's just one day at a time one thing at a time whatever that is if if your best day is you know i have not gone out of the house i've been feeling miserable i lost a family member you know a lot of people have lost people during covid or just through illness through whatever that may be um a lot of times the hardest time is after the funeral. After everything gets back to normal because then everything gets back to normal. Maybe you just... The biggest thing you can do is go out for a walk. A lot, I've seen one... Th- or, or You know, go out the room. Um, maybe have a friend over. Maybe your friend brings you food or something or, or whatever. Um, you know, that may be your success for that day because success, I feel, is very subjective. Um, we we kind of look at what society says what success is but success is um i think we meet we may have met the most successful people because their success is subjected to what they feel is success Mm -hmm. so i feel that uh, for me um has helped in the idea when it comes to when we this urgency you're only on your own time when it comes to this stuff you know Mm -hmm. life is way too short especially when you see How quickly it could be gone. You know, we talk about, you know, briefly, you know, thinking about World Suicide Day. um, You know, people would argue, I don't want to talk about it. Well, some of the most difficult topics are the ones we need to talk about. And not directly, but just to recognize that I know that everyone has a level of experience, a level of comfort, but at least paying tribute to those who are lost, who are not here anymore when it comes to World Suicide Day because it impacts everyone. On the other side, those who are struggling with recovery, substance use, dual diagnosis, understand that if you – you know, it's nice to get that chip for those – I know working with them, like, I haven't been sober for five years. That's great, but you're still you. So if you do slip, I want you to be able to say, I need help, and we'll get back on it because it's it's never about – these muscles are nice to remember, but you know, you you and understand. But L- Lao Tzu says life can only be understood backwards, but it has to be lived forwards. So, you're kind of looking at how life eventually has to progress forward. I want to pause and give you an opportunity to kind of share. You know, you're new to the podcast,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I, I want to ask if you want to share anything about yourself, um, share um, what brought you to what you're doing today, anything you want to share with the listeners that you're comfortable
1: with? Sure. So I, um, to go back a little bit, I started um, back almost 18 years ago, I developed some chronic health conditions and continue to have them to this day. Um, so I've had several different diagnoses, And um, so I'm not going to go into all the details of that, Mm. but it's basically been in and out of the hospital, a lot of different organ problems, heart problems. I have Lyme disease. It's one of the things. So I have neuropathy and a lot of um, other stomach issues. So there's just, I I just, I've lived a long, um, you know, I'd always been healthy before that. And it was kind of a surprise, um, to all of a sudden be in a body um, where things were not functioning well. And Mm -hmm. um, so it took me a few years to kind of realize, wow, this is not just gonna go away. I need to learn how to live um, in kind of in a new way, right? I need to learn how to live with a body that um, is in pain a lot, where I have limitations, where I can't do the things I used to do. I can't eat the things I used to eat and it was really um you know i i i hit a point about six years ago now where it was a very low point very um so i i never really i would say i was to the point where i just i felt like i didn't want to live anymore you know i'm like mm. this is just there's too much pain. There's there's too much. Like my body is just. <laughs> mm. I was like, if I could just step outside of my body and leave it behind, that would be great. But obviously, we can't do that. But I just, you know, I was just, I was a very low point, and um, God really just spoke to me during that time and mm. and said, Karis, I want you to start writing. I, and mm. I, at that point, I was like, what am I going to write about? I. Mm. I feel at loss for any hope or words or anything to say. But um, after a few wor- weeks, I, I just started processing, you know, mm. how, how a lot of questions I was having um, and struggles. And, and it was actually very good for me personally, because I'm more of a, I, I process well through writing. So mm. I would say it was very therapeutic. Uh, and then I started a Facebook Facebook group, called uh, suffering well, and a blog, and just realizing that there are so many people out there who just um, needed words of hope and encouragement. And, Mm. and it was really my relationship with God and the hope that came from his word on a daily basis that gave me what I needed to keep going each day. And, and then Last year, I ended up taking a lot of what I had written and and wrote a book, uh, which oh. is called "Suffering Redeemed: Finding Strength to Endure, Purpose in Pain, and Hope for Tomorrow." And it was it was hard because a lot of what I had written, I I didn't intend to share it publicly, mm. but at the same time, I think it was it was really it's really valuable because because I was, it was so raw, right? It was so, mm. um, it, was, it was something that I probably wouldn't have shared in that way had I known I was writing a book. So mm. God God really used that. Um, and so I feel like, you know, someone told me once, you know, your, your misery becomes your ministry. And I've seen that in my life, like God has really opened this up for me as a way to, to, to give hope, to share my faith, to share, um, to to even to bring me joy, because in reaching out to others, I have just found, um, so many doors opening to, to connect with people who are really struggling. And, and I'm still, I mean, every day is still, is still (laughs) hard for me in a lot of ways, but, I think I've also found, um, you know, just like I've, I've learned how to take, I mean, I I love the, I love the theme one more day, right? That's just, that's, that's what we have to do. (laughs) It's it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a, there's a passage I just wanted to share that has really, that I've gone back to time and time again. And I think it's very relevant for the topic today so it's second corinthians 1 8 to 10 where paul is talking to the corinthian church and he says uh for we we do not want you to be unaware brothers of the affliction we experienced in asia for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself indeed we felt that we had received the sentence of death but that was to make us rely not on ourselves but on god who raises the dead he delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will continue to deliver us on him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again so yeah. i just i think that speaks so clearly to my own testimony and also just the relevance of the topic today. that you know oftentimes in this life we're going to feel utterly burdened beyond our strength you know that we yeah. despair of life and i've i've, I've felt that many days whether it be you know whatever you're going through addiction or trauma or loss grief illness financial trouble there's so many different issues in our mm-hmm. lives that that can make us feel despairing right and our our feelings can go up and down based on our circumstances but the that desperation can bring us to um, a reliance upon God that I have found personally to be so beneficial, so, um, fulfilling, you know, he, Mm. I've just found God to be so faithful walking through every, Mm. every hardship that I've gone Mm. through. Um, and that really is the hope that gets me out of bed every day is knowing that, um, whatever the day will hold, I, Mm. I can trust that he'll be, he'll be there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the deliverance that we want in our lives, you know, whether it be heal like for me, it's healing. Like I just, I, I long, and I pray to be healed. Um, and yet, you know, I have to, I do what I can to be healthy, but then ultimately there's some things that are not in our control. And then I have mm. to give that over to God and say, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to trust mm-hmm. you with the outcome of this um, mm-hmm. and keep my eyes on you. So that's, that's kind of where I am today
0: thank you for sharing um um those who are listening i guess we'll put i'll put um the notes to for them to get and know find your book and find more information on that and below so when those who are listening you just scroll down to the notes you'll be able to click the link or find your way to if you want to find out more about um karis's book i think it's wonderful what you're doing i think when it comes to um like I say, um, because I treat this podcast as, as purely like an outreach ministry, the, the goal is that we continue to talk, that we don't throw this under the rug, that we provide hope and the idea that, you know, you're not alone. Those who are suffering, those who have stories. But at the same time, I myself, my background is Christian, being Christian. Uh, and my, to listen to your story, I just remember coming to, um, coming to, you know, things didn't work out. Come to live with my father at first, and um, just you know, he went. To, he said, "Hell, you want to go to the prayer meeting?" I'm like, "That sounds horrible," <laughs> and I did. And I went to prayer. And then the, the the thing that was funny, and this is what I'm telling those who are listening, whether you're just um, you know, even though you're agnostic or atheist, or you're not, you're not really into that. But one thing that I felt was helpful was the constant, the consistency. Mm-hmm. I and one thing when i was in high school i did sound so i did music stuff and uh they needed a sound guy so <laughs> i became the sound person so i wouldn't even listen to the sermons or anything but i said to myself at first i'm like let me at least make them sound good so i tried to work on the volume and all that stuff so i focused on that that thing that i could control and that was it and then later on uh like life happens similar probably to your story in some ways that you know, that wasn't it for me, and I just got more and more and more involved um, When because when I first went to my father's, I wasn't doing well. And I remember my recovery was, um, my, I guess my serving others became my recovery. My helping others became my healing, that kind of. Mm-hmm. And um, I just dived into it. I realized, um, I think, four years right now or so, when I started Revive Ministry, it wasn't a podcast at first, actually. near Locally, I just had events for like Suicide and Mental Health Month. I had people come and speakers. I had people who sat, uh, did music and all this stuff. It was just something to bring the community together. And then when it was kind of weird foreshadowing, because in 2019, I didn't even know about COVID. It didn't happen yet. It was like in fall when I started this podcast uh, starting. And I, you know, it's you know, I was hesitant at first, but i I just remem- remember being, you know, um, just diving in. So you're not going to know every single angle or quarter, but I do commend you for doing that because it was out of my comfort zone. I didn't want to initially, like, I thought you know, podcasting, like, who would, why would I do this? But it's honestly now I'm like, why would I ever stop? So I do appreciate. <laughs> appreciate um, every guest that come on and share a uh, more. I want to uh, just as um, you know segue you know, as we uh, wrap up um, our episode, I just want to ask you, what would you think a society can understand from navigating like from your opinion? and I know your story is different, but what do you think society can understand as we navigate forward regarding recovery, regarding anything we talked about? And what have you seen or experienced that has worked? You mentioned your own personal journey and testimony, but what have you seen even those around you maybe struggling that has worked when it comes to kind of navigating, whether it's medical issues that your, your chronic pain, because pain is no joke as you're constant or anything else that you've experienced or.
1: Yeah. The thing that comes to mind first is that it's a process, right? We we like we like quick fixes (laughs) and i think more and more as modern technology advances we don't like to wait for things we want things now you know Mm -hmm. and we don't like process but i think in our lives especially when things are are ongoing and our bodies are so complicated and interwoven right so our mental health affects our physical health and our you know emotional health and our relationships and in our environment. And just so there's just so many factors um, and it's not something that we can just rush through and like take pop a pill. Right. We, I think, Hmm. you know, the doctors, like when I go to the doctor, I've learned this through many, many doctors appointments is that oftentimes they just like to mask the symptoms. They're like, Oh, you're having this issue. Okay. We'll take this and it'll go away. Well, no, it doesn't really go away. It kind of masks the symptom and I still have the root problem and now it's causing other problems and then they just give more medication. So I I just see it so much in society that that's what we do, not just medically, but in other areas, you know, we have a trauma from our, from our childhood, whether it be big or small, like it's still affecting us somehow. And then we're, we're numbing it through whatever, you know, it could be drugs or it could be something like, you know binge watching TV, you know, just trying to like escape instead of saying, okay, I need to take time to face this. It's okay. It's okay to face the pain and the weakness. It's okay to, you know, to, to just drive away all the the stigma that's involved with, um, with having issues, you know, whatever, whatever it is, right. We, we all have some people hide them better, some people, you know, but but we're all human. We all understand that we don't have it together and that's not some, not not something to be ashamed of. It's not something that we should try to hide. And for me, my experience, I for years, for the first several years, I just tried to be strong enough. I didn't I didn't share how much pain I was in. I didn't share how much fear I had every day like with what was going on with me physically, I just thought I was giving people, you know, a a break. I I didn't want to be burdened to people. Right. Mm. I didn't want to, um, come across as complaining or whatever. And so I just kind of kept everything inside. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even share with my husband really what was going on because he was deployed. He had a lot going on. Um, but you know, it came to a point where I was like, i actually can't do this anymore you know i and maybe out of pride you know i was thinking i can handle it i don't need to Mm. you know so just there's a humility i think come that comes with struggles that we have Mm. to realize no i i actually do need help and it's amazing how much support i received and how much love and comfort and whatever when i actually opened up and asked people and said actually I this is really, really hard, you know? Um, and, and you're giving people a gift in some ways, I think by, by sharing with them, you know, cause it's, that's, that's what we're created to do. Just like you were saying, a part of your recovery was, was helping other people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's just, that's something that I think we that, that gives fulfillment when we're able to reach out and help someone else who's struggling. And um so yeah, that's just those are some of the things that come to mind.
0: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned time. Um I think a lot of times I, you know, when is there ever time for so and so? You know, like you're like, you know, oh I'm doing this and there's always something, you know, and there's and sometimes the barriers themselves, you know, the person themselves. So it's like, well, Uh, This doesn't show up and it's not really related to what they're going through. Sometimes it's just time is, you know, and we're talking about, you know, as you mentioned, how society understands when it comes to how we respond to recovery. We need to talk about masking uh, some of the symptoms But, you know, when we value, um, I mentioned before, when we personalize our care, when we value our time, when we value, oh, I want to be better. I don't want to just seem better. I also want to be okay, better, that people don't feel like um, a burden. Um, Like you said, you were surprised at the amount of support when you actually did open up. And, like, granted, it's going to be different for everyone listening. I'm not saying... Um, there's gonna be a le- level of uh, adjustment when you, you are, and you know, barriers and boundaries are gonna be appropriate. You know, at the same time, you're gonna have to have your own space. Sometimes the hardest battles are the ones inside that you have to kind of sort out. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of un, it's kind of un- it's it's kind of overwhelming to kind of expect everyone to understand every single thing that I'm going through. But hey, they've been there. You know, they helped me with this, get me here and there and you know having that kind of talk in, in inner reflection that you know um we sometimes just look at the negative and forget the positives that are happening around you um uh, so i like you know and in regards to um what um you know i i think i think it's 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 important to um remind ourselves that uh we are uh getting a se- second opinion treating things uh your own care as a priority is not a bad thing i think the, uh, the hardest thing to see is people oh the medication's not working let's say mental health provider i work with them in the field and i'm like well did you tell the provider no i don't want them to feel bad <laughs> and, and it sounds funny for okay. those who, who are outside but understand some of these situations they have no one talking to them Mm -hmm. they don't feel hurt at all but the person is not understanding that they don't tell the person that it's not working then they're not even they're not helping the person who is trying to help them help them so um personalize 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 your care but at the same time i want to ask you as we wrap up how would you like people to remember this month recovery month world suicide day 2023 edition, I guess You uh, know, it's going to be different each year and I mm-hmm. feel that's important. Um, it's good that we remember, but, uh, just what are your, what are your thoughts? What would you mm-hmm. like people to remember this year?
1: So I think, you know, it comes down to individuals. And if this could be a day or a month or a year of somebody turning a corner, Um, either the individual or somebody who's helping someone else or supporting them. Like what a great, what a great way to remember it. Like 2023 was the, was the time when I Mm -hmm. blank, you know, and, and turned a corner in my life, you know, decided to, to change, decided to become sober, decided to get help, decided to start seeing a counselor whatever, whatever, you know, they need. I think there's, there's a, there's a, Turning point where someone has to come and and have the motivation, like, okay, I actually need to change. I actually something needs to happen, and and then get that accountability and kind of do a one eighty, you know. And I think mm-hmm. that that is probably, um, yeah, uh, such a huge thing when when that when that decision decision happens.
0: Yeah, and I think for forgiving ourselves and the ones around us sometimes forgiveness is overlooked in this Mm -hmm. process um we are our own worst critics you know a lot of times you know we may not have the insight we that we do now and that's a part of the the journey and part of the growth and i do think even if it's small you know today this year 2023 i i I told someone that I'm really struggling. I don't know where it's going after that, but um, each day is kind of up and down. But I, at least I ha- I told someone because I didn't want to tell. That's you know I, I like people to remember that you know one of our fun- fundamental blessings I would say is that we can communicate. Well, you know, like I said before, if you know we we strive and we see the importance even though we don't recognize it you know those who are unable to uh speak or to even see or however we find ways for them to communicate there's so many different languages sign languages there's so many different ways to communicate let us not let us not just put it aside uh recklessly let us be intentional with our communication you may not have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. But at the same time, you know, we're going through this step by step, one day at a time. So that's what, like, at the same time, when I think of 2023, I think that is is that, you know, these problems probably span 10 years or more, <laughs> those who are struggling. Um, you know, don't worry about what other people may think start worrying and looking inward and what, what will help you in the long run. And with that said, and we're going to, I'm going to ask your final thoughts, but you mentioned this before, but what does one more day mean to you? This, the theme of this month. Hmm.
1: So sometimes one more day even feels like too much. So for me, sometimes I think like (laughs) make it through the next hour, right. Or make it Mm -hmm. through the next minute or, um, but it's, you know, there's two things that come to mind. Um, one is where another Bible verse where Jesus says, you know, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow. will worry about itself Yeah. and just how like we, we often worry. Yeah. Worry about what, what are we going to do tomorrow? What is, what is going to happen tomorrow or next year or whatever, instead mm-hmm. of just taking it a day at a time. And, um, trying to just focus on, okay, what can I do today to for myself or for someone else to get through? And then, um, so like I said, before we got on yesterday was a, was a very hard day for me physically. So some days I just, I have a lot more pain and Mm -hmm. than others. And I just all day, I was just like, Oh, I just cannot wait until I can go to bed and like Mm -hmm. have the day be over. Um, and this morning I read, um, Psalm 30, 30, verse 5, which says weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And, you know, weeping or sorrow or whatever. I think there is just something about a new day, each new sunrise that is such a mercy that we have a fresh start to think like, OK, tomorrow's another day and we can forget what happened yesterday. We can We don't have to live, we don't have to live in bondage to how we lived or felt or, you know, in the past. I think it's just, each new day, I see it as a gift that Mm -hmm. um, we are given.
0: You know, you you brought up some, um, one of my favorite verses, I'll just share this since you shared a few. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in witness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insult and hardship and persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's one of those pivotal ones I do like um, those who, when it comes to, you know, when we process pain, when we think about, you know, if. If today is the only day, you know, remember that one song, uh, when we have that urgency oh, tonight's night, it has to happen tonight. It doesn't really give us much room or doesn't really give us grace for ourselves. Recovery takes time. Um, surround yourself with positive people. One more day, maybe one more, you know, I remember when, you know, when you're working out in the gym and the person's like, you're doing like, I don't know, whatever you're doing, maybe bench, like one more. (laughs) No. And like, and they're like, they're like three more, and you already did three, and they're like one more. I am like, no, but you know, at the end of you are like, Ugh. but you know, the person is just trying to push you, and sometimes you know, having a good environment can be that can help you say, hey, I am not doing well. You know, you may not have all the answers, your friend, your family, those people around you, but um, surround yourself, like I said in the beginning, with people that you can actually say, I need help. If you don't if you can't say that um, find somewhere you can I need help um, final thoughts as we wrap up
1: so just I think hope is such a an important thing to to keep in mind um, to have hope to keep going and to not lose hope because uh, so something I've been I've been reading a lot of um like autobiographies of people who went through the concentration camps and just um, some of the most extreme suffering in the world. And yet the the main difference from, from, those who made it and didn't was, was their, their mental like losing hope. Right. So when they thought, Oh, I don't have any reason to live. I don't have a purpose. I don't, there's there's no reason to live. Then they, they didn't, they, they couldn't survive. But those mm-hmm. who had a hope, those who had a purpose who had something to live for no matter they, they were the ones that were able they, they've done so many studies on this it's just so mm. interesting that our minds mm. are so powerful and and how our bodies react and so just yeah just take um don't like you, we have to be careful of what what our thoughts are and what we're dwelling upon and um mm. it makes a huge difference in our lives
0: yeah and you know you know, I, I read um, you know Victor Frankel, obviously mm-hmm. one notable, and uh, just remember you know it's not the blind optimism <laughs> that people right. like yeah those you know you can be like oh yeah next next February will be great you know it's just too much pressure you know mm-hmm. sometimes that's what kind of kind of uh, led me to this title the you know, the theme was one more day you can only control what you can control that's it the people who did well had purpose had hope but some days all they can control is I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you know, whether you know, you're, let's say, you're struggling with alcoholism. I'm gonna try to not drink today. I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to put around myself. Maybe I'll go to church group. Maybe I'll go, maybe I'll go out to the gym. Maybe I just Thank call you. my friend, call my sponsor. I just need to take care of today. No, okay. we're about tomorrow, tomorrow. I don't care today. And, you know, and, and understanding all, don't, the shouldovs like, they need to be out the window because those should'ves they really don't get you anywhere. I should be somewhere else. Well, you're here. <laughs> you're here <laughs> and you're you. And, you know, you're not defined by your diagnosis. You're not defined by anything like that. Diagnosis help with the treatment. It doesn't change that you're still Susan, Sarah, Josh, whoever you are, you're still that person, you know, and um, remember that you're. Your identity, whether you're suffering, does not change. You're still who you are. I don't want to say thank you so much for joining us and just being part of the conversation, um, Karius. It's 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 nice to just you know just have time, takes time apart on our busy schedules and say, hey, you know this is important. You know one more day is important. Uh, you know I never really get bogged down by just this. Uh, statistics when it comes to suicide because it fluctuates, but it always is, is increases. You know, it may go down one year, but one life is too much if we really think about it. So, like, it's... I don't want us to be a numbers game, but it's important to kind of see that um, it's something that, you know, we're reminded and to pay tribute that um, those who are around, those who are suffering, if you're overwhelmed and you're just trying to help someone, just get help. Find a resource. You know, you don't have to do it yourself. You're not, you know, you're not Superman, you're not Superwoman, (laughs) you just need to find help, and if you need help, ask it. Remember to stay updated with Revive Ministries through various platforms, ReviveMistries.fll.com is our website, this is goodbye from Revive Ministries, leaving with last quote from Juliet Lewis, (laughs) she said, the bravest thing I ever did was continue my life when I wanted to die.